Hello, and welcome across the multiverse variants to Earth 894, an Earth ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the TBA? TBA? Anyways, here on Earth 894, we discuss the latest and greatest in MCU news, reviews, commentary, rumors, and more. And we've got an interesting bit of news today, as well as we're going to be talking about our favorites and our least favorite things about uh, Phase 3 of the MCU. But before we get into all of that great awesome marvelous things see what i did there i got someone i want to introduce who's been mocking me this whole time while i'm recording <laughs> the howard duck to my <laughs> cosmo cosmonaut uh you know what i'm saying oh yeah now you're quiet why you let him why you let him lick you like that <laughs> gross <laughs> it's louis tonarini my uh, Howard the Duck from the MCU impression. Right. I hope you, you know. Like. I actually didn't uh, count on you pulling out a Howard the Duck line right away, so I'm actually pretty impressed. So, well, you called me Howard the Duck, so that's the only line I think I remember him saying in the MCU. Yeah. I'm sure, he says more. Probably. But... Did you ever see the original Howard you know, the Duck movie? No, no. Because actually, today that we're recording it, I think uh, it's actually like the 35 year anniversary of the movie's release. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. How fitting. Did you uh, did you know that Howard the Duck is in that final battle in Endgame? Yeah, I saw him. It took a few <laughs> times, but I saw it pointed out. He's uh, he's out there. Okay, so do you think Howard the Duck survived, or do you think he he got murked? I don't know that anybody got murked. I mean, some people had to die. Yeah, but I think it was a very one-sided battle here. We're going to get into it when we talk about Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Ooh, you're right. Yeah, Phase 3 is pretty big. Like, flop that uh, Howard the Duck size big. Um, quack. Anyways. Gross. <laughs> we like to start every episode with a little bit of a kind of way of warming up the Bifrost, you know. Uh, we got something called MCU for loose. You, where we just talk about what's been Marvel and uh, heroic and pretty cool in our uh, weeks since we previously recorded. So, Louie, we got a cool MCU for you because it's more like MCU for us, I guess to say. For us! But yeah, because Louie and I... MC MC, us. yes, thank you. Uh, Louie and I went to <laughs> this Marvel exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago uh, where we reside this past weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But aside from that... The Marvel Universe for Superheroes. Was there anything uh, MCU for you at all? You kept the map. I of course I kept the map. I'm gonna put it under my under my glass here. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff. I don't recall if I said during my short last week what I did. If I did any MCU for you, I remember saying I've been looking for some Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was Friday. Friday I visited a little collector shop here in Illinois. It's in Willow Springs. Mm -hmm. It is called the Dragon's Den. And they just are wall-to-wall Funko Pops. They have other collectibles too, but if you're looking for a certain Funko Pop, they have a ton. Unfortunately, I did not get the Captain America I wanted or the Red Guardian I wanted, but I picked up a super cool Scarlet Spider Funko Pop with the... uh, with the cutoff blue hoodie, you know? Pretty iconic look. So I was pretty happy with that. Pretty mm-hmm. iconic Spider-Man look. That I don't think a lot yeah, of people ben, even know 
what that uh Spider-Man resides from. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Yeah. Everybody just assumes uh, that there's uh Peter Parker and uh, Miles Morales, but Ben Riley up there on my on my wall right now. Do you think Ben Riley's so, ever going to show up in the MCU? I doubt it. I really I maybe Spider Verse with Sony. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, well, with Spider Verse, you know, you got Peter Parker and Penny Parker and Gwen Stacy and and uh, I think isn't Spider Man Noir? Isn't he just Peter Parker as well? Pretty sure. But then you got uh, Miguel O'Hara at the end. Yeah, that's uh, that's a surprise, which is also wild because like Oscar Isaac, right? He's Moon Knight. That's MCU. Then he's uh, Miguel. So he's 2099. So he's Sony. And then he's uh, Apocalypse and X-Men. So he's Fox. He's pretty much been in every single M- like Marvel Universe iteration. Yeah, but nobody's seen Apocalypse. I saw Apocalypse. I heard it's terrible. I saw it on an airplane. Is it good? Uh, I think it started off okay, and then just kind of got whack. I don't know. It's on Disney Plus, and I haven't watched it. But like I said, I'm not a ne- I'm not an X Men fan. But just wait, man. Anyway, um, other than that, listening to I don't want to get the name of the YouTube channel wrong. I've been listening to this YouTube channel whilst driving around and i don't want you to think i'm watching youtube videos while i drive that's not what's happening totally doing it but i'm sure you i'm sure you've heard of this channel they're called variant comics Mm -hmm. they do like history of videos and and origin of videos stuff like that for comic books uh in their characters and stuff so i watched like the history of uh king the conqueror and then i watched like the history of um, Taskmaster, mm-hmm. and then the history of Yelena and Melina, the history of the Red Guardian. You know, I sat there and I say watched, but really I just listened to it. So yeah, I got you know a, a history of the uh, the Time Variance Authority. So just trying to like catch up on anything I might have missed. You know, I don't like to be two in the know before I watch stuff. So once I finish it, I go back and I watch everything like that. But other than that, um, handing out a crap load of stickers, you know, I'm pretty annoying on Instagram with my stickers. I've seen a lot of people are posting, uh, posting all their stickers and stuff. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. I try, I, I try to give them out to anybody who even remotely looks like they want some. I gave one to a girl at the museum and, she looked very uncomfortable when I handed it to her, but if she's listening right now, you had a cool jacket on, and uh, thanks for joining the, uh, the podcast. And it worked. However, <laughs> Mr. Devin, what has been M-C-U for you? Yeah. So, aside from the awesome Marvel exhibit that we checked out together this past weekend, uh, for me, uh, it's pretty much been, I've been trying to look a little bit more into checking out some comics again, because, uh, we were talking about it previously. And then just at that exhibit, I really enjoyed seeing some of the original artwork and, uh, cause they actually had originals for some of the, uh, like covers of old, like silver age, Marvel comics and stuff like that with fantastic four and everything. But like one of the coolest things, which was awesome was, uh, they had a, 
uh, in a display case an actual Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man comic uh, on loan there for display. And it was really cool because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. But actually seeing his first ever appearance, that comic is worth a lot of money. Even in like a not so great condition that it was in. I mean, it was just great being able to actually see that historic comic. So that was pretty cool. Um, aside from that, though, uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about this later, but I'm just going to say it now. If uh, you participated in this week's uh, Trivia Tuesday for July 27th, um, you'll notice that it is car-themed because uh, it's asking Iron Man 1, what was the first car that we see Tony Stark driving? And I decided to torture myself mentioning it's a car-themed trivia because (laughs) this past weekend, Chicago roads suck. Just absolutely suck. And I have an older car. And uh, my older car is now on its deathbed because of the streets. So um, <laughs> I'm in the per- I'm in the process of trying to buy a new car this week. So I thought I would kind of play poke fun at myself, but also, you know, dial back to some older Marvel times. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much been it for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Louis, how about we? Uh, before we get into the news, how about we talk about a little bit about the museum that we uh, got to check out the exhibit? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. We we had a, what was it, like a 1 o'clock, 12.50 yeah. show? Not show, but a uh, 12.50 time slot to go on in. And uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome mm-hmm. from the get-go. Um. It was not well lit. Everything was very backlit mm-hmm. and, you know, very easy to see what you were trying to look at, but not like pictures were hard to take. But they had like spots set up for certain pictures, you know, photo ops and stuff. So that was pretty cool. When you first walk in, there's a big, big wall that just says like, uh, enter the Marvel universe or something like mm-hmm. that. Check our Instagram for, Photographs, please. Um, it wasn't super MCU based. Explore the Marvel Universe is what it said. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't super MCU based. It was more Marvel comics, Marvel. Just miss uh, history. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite interesting. I, I feel like I, uh, Held us back a lot because I'm a slow reader, and I sat there and I tried to read as much as nah, I could. You're good. I I wish I read a little bit more actually, because um, there's a lot of stuff. But at the same time, you know they got to try and keep people moving and all like that. But um, yeah, because I bet there's there's some pretty cool stuff to read about and learn about. Yeah, I, I there was some stuff that I didn't really know too much, like. Uh, Namor mm-hmm. was a lot more prominent at the beginning of like Marvel comics than I thought he ever was. Yeah. The Submariner, you know, the Aquaman, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marvel's Aquaman. He was like, th- he was all over the place at the beginning there. You, you saw mm-hmm. another interesting thing I saw was, uh, a picture of the Punisher that they drew and it just said, the Grim Reaper question mark, the executioner question mark. So they didn't have a name for him yet. 
I thought that was interesting. Where was that at? You know? Was that the first gallery or second gallery? Oh, that was the... Was that in... I want to say that was the, fir- the first gallery. That's, I walked past that. That's cool. Yeah, it was hanging on the wall above like a Stanley workstation. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. Where they they had they it's, had it was like that touchscreen Spider Man. No, they had a Spider Man comic drawn out. It was like a sketch, and then they had it like fully drawn out, mm-hmm. and then above it was like a picture. It wasn't taped to the wall, obviously, but it was framed and put it on the wall of just a sketch of the, what looked exactly like the Punisher. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't have his name yet. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they talked a little bit, a little bit about how uh, they chose New York because they both uh, Jack Kirby and, and uh, Stanley are both New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. They say write about what you know, and New York is what they know. So yeah, they went with that. Um, we saw a lot of set pieces from the MCU, though. Mm-hmm. You you had told me that your favorite was like looking at the bottom of the little plaques that say like borrowed from Marvel Studios. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat because it was just like I don't know because you know it's legit. But so just to kind of give you guys a rundown, what kind of suits they had there? Um, they had if I'm going from order here, I believe I have a picture of all of them. Uh, they had some cool photo op spots. Yeah, check out our Instagram for more. But uh, so they had. The first display case you see is uh, Okoye, Black Panther, and uh, Shuri's uh, screen-worn costumes. And I gotta admit, the they look awesome, but the Black Panther suit looks pretty thin. I wonder if it was the mannequin or what, but uh, like with the helmet and not with the suit and everything, it just looks a lot thinner, less like muscle bulk. Um, yeah, you know, Chadwick Boseman's big old muscly self was in there, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just so cool being able to see everything, and they actually have listed on the plaque, like, what the materials were of everything. So it's kind of cool just to know, like, uh, they have they had the original Iron Man 1 uh, box of scraps suit, the Mach 1, right? Um, or Mark 1? And... Yeah, Mark. Yeah, it was like made out of wood, plastic, and metal, and all that stuff. But seeing in person, I mean, it was actually worn by RDJ, which to me it felt like pretty cool. Because I'm just trying to picture like how could he actually wear this, and how did it like how did he put it together and take it off? But it was super cool. But then, um, so those are the first three suits, and then the next one you see is the Spider-Man Tom Holland suit which was the homecoming suit. And that was really cool. The Stark suit. Yeah, the Stark suit. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Tom Holland's pretty short. That's what I told you was, look at how short he is. And man. I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure he's the same height as me. But now... Yeah, but you're short too. Yeah, compared to you. <laughs> Giant. What? I'm only six... I'm only six feet oh, tall. shut up. <laughs> only. Uh, Tom Holland is 5'8", so yeah, he's literally the same height as me. Wow. But yeah, the next to that was the uh, screen-worn helmets of Green Goblin from Spider-Man Tobey Maguire era, which was really cool. Uh, so it had Green Goblin that had his pumpkin bomb, which is even cooler to see. And then there was also um, 
uh, Vulture's like damaged, cracked helmet. And that was really cool. Kind of to compare and contrast like how the helmets look different from early Marvel to modern MCU. And what else did we have on display? They had the Tesseract, which was pretty cool because it wasn't blue. It was uh, like a gray, silver, transparent color. Yeah. So that I thought that was really interesting, but it's I mean it's literally just a cube with some like swirls in it, but it's like, oh my gosh, the Tesseract. It was the Tesseract. That holds the uh time stone. Nope. The, the space stone. Editing. <laughs> no, you, you you don't even have to edit it. That's, That's funny. I just said the wrong word. It happens. All good. And then they had which I think may have been the best suits uh to see or maybe the best suit to see next to Iron Man was uh, the Age of Ultron Captain America suit and shield. And then the... Uh, yes. Was it... It was uh, Endgame? Endgame worn uh, uh, Winter Soldier suit right next to it. But, dude, that Captain America suit in person looks incredible. It yeah. It looks so yeah. good. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, how how did you feel when you finally saw it? Like you're inches away from actually being able to see like Chris Evans wore this on set. Yeah. He sweated in he this. He defeated Ultron in this. Uh, he choked Ultron out in this. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> no matter how dumb you feel, Chris Evans tried to choke out a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. All the suits, the doctor, I mean, if you're going to keep going, I won't ruin it, but <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Ancient One. Yeah, that was cool. Um, those ones were awesome. You know, did you get a good look at the the arm, for the the metal arm for Bucky on his suit? I looked at it, but I didn't like stare it down or anything. So I was staring at it to see if like, you know, because sometimes people who 3D print their own for cosplay and stuff, you can kind of like clearly see where it uh, cuts away, like by the elbow or by different joints. So you can actually like move your arm in it. This whole thing doesn't have a single cut. It all, I don't know how it's designed unless they just, you know, put a dummy version on it, which they may have, but like just looking at it, it looks so seamless that it looks like the real deal. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And then what else we got? Uh, we got Nick Fury's costume, which was the original. This was from uh, 2012 Avengers. But it took me a second because his costume actually almost looked like something out of like Captain America, the first Avenger. So for a second, I was like, is that Fury? So there was Nick Fury suit. And then we had, uh, like I said, Iron Man one. Then we had the official Mark one. And then we had uh, Iron Man three, the Mark. Oh, my God. I forget what L is in Greek. Louis. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Iron Man three armor is there too. The mainly like gold plated one and everything. It's pretty sick. And then there was Loki's helmet from Avengers, which was super cool to see. I took a picture in that. Tried to put my face up in the helmet. It worked kind of. It looked pretty cool. And then there was Thor's suit and Mjolnir. That yes, was from Mjolnir was there. And it was funny because that suit was from Dark World. Everyone's favorite <laughs> MCU and Thor film. 
But there was Mjolnir. Then there was Hela's uh, costume. Hela with her cool horns, man. She looked awesome. Dude, yeah, it was crazy. Like, those are legit. It looked almost like there was, like, some type of, like, really thin, like, silky, elastic cover all over the horns uh, to give it, like, a shine or something. Um, It was pretty neat. Yeah, that suit was cool. What else did we see? We saw Black Widow from the first Avengers. Trying to think what else, what else? So that was a cool one. And then, and so it splits off into gallery too, which was cool because that's when we got to see a little bit more of like the gangster underworld, New York side of things, which is uh, cool because we got to see the Netflix uh, shows. We got to see Daredevil's suit, which was really awesome, Matt Murdock. But the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing, it actually had his glasses and his cane next to the suit. And it had the the Nelson and Murdoch attorney at law. Uh, what? Yeah, the plaque yeah. outside their their uh, yeah yeah their law office. And that was actually in the 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 show. Yeah, it's gonna be. He's coming, dude. He's coming. We're gonna get into it, but he's coming. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we got Luke. Then we had Luke Cage. They showed his uh shot up sweater, which is funny because yeah, just, that just, was literally dope. just a. Uh, a Carhartt, whatever, a hoodie with a bunch of bullet holes and stuff, but it was pretty dope. You wear a 2X? Luke Cage's hoodie. What does it say on here? So it says Luke Cage's hoodie, as worn by Mike Coulter and Luke Cage 2016. Materials, cotton, polyester. <laughs> oh, what else is there? What else is there? And we got into this really trippy area, which they try to do almost like the, the, um, I forgot the name of it, but you remember from Doctor Strange. What, the the mirror dimension? Yeah, they had all these mirrors set up. And so you got to see from Doctor Strange the Eye of Agamotto on the stand, uh, which was really cool. And then there was Doctor Strange's whole costume. And I I didn't realize how tall Benedict uh, Cumberbatch is. That, That suit looks like it is hot with all the fabric and threads and everything. But that was a cool one. Yeah. And then there was a sorcerer, uh, the ancient one's costume worn by With Tilda the Swinton. Fans. Yes, we were big fans of the fans. They look plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we see next? And then there was Captain Marvel's suit. There was a Deadpool. Yeah, it was a Star Force costume as well. There was a Deadpool. Yes. Not a suit, but like it was on this wall thing. Uh, we got to see a bust of Groot, which was really interesting. Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Did you say Miss Marvel? Uh, not Miss Marvel yet. And then there's also oh, uh, you're good. Then there was Drax, the Destroyer's uh, knives, the Walkman from from Peter Quill, and then also the orb that had the um, Power Stone from Guardians of the Galaxy, which was pretty sick. We got to see Peter Quill and Gamora and they even made the uh, mannequin green, which is pretty funny. And then aside from that, that was all the costumes on display. Yeah, they had little uh, photo op opportunities, you know, with uh, the thing from Fantastic Four. They also had a Spider-Man hanging upside down mm-hmm. with the peace sign. They had the Miss Marvel with their big old fist. They had uh, Black Panther crouching down. Am I missing any? Uh, I think that was it. 
And then they had the benches, which you posted on the Instagram, where each one was basically a, an infinity, infinity stone. But in the main lobby, even if you didn't get into the Marvel thing, you saw like the Hulk battling Thor. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So that, that was kind of cool. The Hulk wasn't like super ginormous or anything. He was probably like six eight or something. Yeah. But, you know, LeBron James is six eight, so it's not like inhuman. So, so is Tom Holland. And then, yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take, you know, different units and conversion and. Anyways, all in all. All in all, if you're a big Marvel fan and you're in the Chicagoland area, it's worth giving a giving a look at. I thought it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, check it out. I think it uh, goes away in October, November of uh, this year. So, yeah, go check it out. There's still dates available. Would totally recommend it, especially if you're a huge comic book fan. There's a lot of awesome work and history in there for you. So, yeah. So, Louie. Yeah. Lit. What's up? Let's hop into some news. We promised it 25 minutes into this episode. Footage. Keyword Marvel News. Well, we uh, we're chugging along here. We're gonna get into some news. I don't know if this is so much news as it is rumors, because there's been a lot of rumors going around with not a lot of news. Yeah, you know, nothing concrete as far as news goes. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania has started filming. Yeah, the director Peyton Reed posted about that. And did you see the photo he posted? The what? The photo he posted to uh, announce that they started filming. I did not. It was funny. It was, uh, do you remember in, it was the first Ant-Man where he gives, uh, where Scott gives uh, his daughter the like bunny where you like press it and it makes like the ah, monster face. Or is that Ant-Man yeah. 2? I think that's the first one. Yeah. So basically he uh, took a picture of that. It was like on set or whatever. And that's his way of announcing it. Because <laughs> I, uh, I was like, what the fuck? And then I totally forgot about that scene. World's best grandma. Ant <laughs> <laughs> hey, Man. Ah, uh, Ant yeah, Man. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, but, that means, you know, John Majors and King the Conqueror. Yes. They're going ham. It's coming together. Mm hmm. I go by many names a ruler, a conqueror. My name's Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Other than um, that, we've got some rumors going around. First rumor coming at you live here. Not really, but um, there was a... Talk about Charlie Cox? Yeah, there was a thing going around. Charlie Cox was supposed to make some appearances, and he had to cancel them for filming stuff. And at the same time, Spider-Man Far From Home started their reshoots. So, is it possible that we're getting Charlie Cox, a.k.a. Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil in yes. Spider-Man Far From Home? You know, it's possible. I'm trying to remember the name of the convention, but basically he was going to make a, an appearance recently at a convention where um, he had to cancel last minute because it basically coincides with the uh, reshoots of Spider-Man No Way Home. So it's like, why would he do it? And I'm pretty sure also his announcement or reason behind it was because of filming. Just left it like that. But if you ask me, I'd say it's pretty uh, pretty strong that we might get, even if it's not a full feature of him, because, you know, it's going to be way too much. It could just be maybe an after credit scene or something, or maybe mm. some uh, really, really small uh, interaction 
maybe he stumbles into an attorney and he needs a yeah mr murdoch i don't know i'm almost positive it won't be daredevil but it'll if it is happening it'll probably be plain old attorney matt murdoch yeah that sounds like the more like sensible way of doing it which is fine with me honestly Mm. you want to dive into the next rumor yeah but i also want to recount real quick because like we have what is it we're expecting Toby. We're expecting Garfield. We know Molina's in it. We know Jamie Foxx is in it. Pretty sure um, Green Goblin's in it. And no, not talking about uh, Green Goblin from Franco or from, I forget the other actor's name, from Amazing Spider-Man, but Willem. talking about Willem Dafoe. Dafoe! No, he's supposed to be in it. <laughs> so basically, you know, you're getting your weird way of doing a multiverse Sinister Six. But I mean, it's like, also, from the, the toys and all that stuff that's been released lately, but where's our trailer? I'm going to keep it off. A Lutic's headphones Bruh. also spoiled. But the toys, we know Doctor Strange and Wong are supposed to be in it. You give me a pixelated thumbs up when you're ready for me to put my headphones back on. <laughs> so basically, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of characters. I just gave them the thumbs up. So with that being said, Louie, there's already so many characters being thrown and rumored to be in this movie do you feel like as we keep getting like more and more people might be in this do you think if i mean if this is true is it just way too much yeah yeah yep because i've seen a common complaint people have had is like tom holland does great but he hasn't had his own movie where it's not him relying on stark or having to deal with other heroes or nick fury and stuff like that hasn't been just a a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man movie. But personally, I think we've got enough of that through two other iterations of Spider-Man. And also, if they wanted to do that, now probably isn't the time because this MCU is so deep into the lore and characters that kind of are based in the comics more that it's kind of like, I feel like it would be, uh, I don't know, not as as exciting. And you and I are, two in the same anytime you put spider-man on the screen you're gonna watch it yeah that's true but i just feel like that's a that's that's a lot to go down you know they're gonna have to dive into that immediately if they're just if they're gonna try and keep this under three hours how are you gonna introduce everything so quickly it's gonna you know it's gonna be it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be very rushed and, um, you know, for the people that don't know what's going on, you're going to have to explain who Toby Maguire is and who Andrew Garfield is and who Jamie Foxx is. And I didn't hear the other ones that you said because I took my headphones off, but who those people are. So, you know, yeah. some of these, some of these kids that are watching the MCU right now, or, you know, they're 12, 13 years old. They don't know. They didn't watch Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe. A lot of like Gen Z kids weren't even alive when the first Spider-Man movies came out. So you got to explain all that. You got to do it. And if you're going to bring in uh, Daredevil, it's like that's a whole nother thing. And you don't want to like just skip out on something, you know. I think that would be a perfect post-credit scene like you said. Like he walks into Mm. uh 
Matt Murdock or whatever. Matt Murdock walks into him and he goes, oh, hey, Spidey, here's your thing. And he's like, how did you know I was Spidey? You can't see. And he's just like, yeah, come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after we get like a, a trailer and once we dive into it a little bit more near Christmas time, I'm sure we'll we'll have a better understanding of what we're going to get. You feel me? Yep. So uh, stay tuned as you join us on our... Uh, it was the Eternals watch. Now it is the No Way Home watch. No Way Home. No Way trailer. <laughs> yeah, if you want the trailer, it's in a different timeline, apparently. It's in the multiverse. Yep. So a conqueror. No, if I had to guess, I think we're not going to get a trailer until September. Yeah, the movie no. doesn't come out until December. Yeah, so there's really no reason to. But, I mean, at the same time, we got, like, first Eternals trailer, and then a second trailer, and then we got um, some more Black Widow trailers, and then we got two Shang-Chi trailers, all within, like, a two-month time span. So it's kind of like, now that there's all these toys and stuff that are officially announced for Spider-Man, it's kind of like, well, where the fuck is the trailer? Because everyone's context... going to go see Spider-Man. You, you know, got to really sell Shang-Chi and the Eternals, but everybody's going to go see Spider-Man. Come on. Yeah, that's true. However, I'm nervous. And here's why. And I hope I don't doomsday jinx myself because of this and all the MCU fans. So the reason why they may not have given a trailer yet is because look at what happened with the pandemic and Black Widow. It had to get pushed back an entire year after being pushed back multiple times and months and months and all that stuff. So after a while, people kind of just forgot about Black Widow and then they had to start doing a marketing push. The toys were out a year in advance. That's why you can't find a Red Guardian anywhere. So the Delta variant and all this other stuff with going on with like COVID cases uh significantly rising pretty scarily there's a chance that we might actually you know not be able to fully do the things we're doing right now because of it it's still maybe too early to say and we're talking about until december things could totally change but i think they might be trying to save themselves the marketing efforts and just in case as they're doing reshoots to hold off on a trailer so they don't give away too much outside of what's already been uh, revealed with the toys, just in case this movie has to get pushed back into 2022. And that's my fear because I thought, you know, we might be safe, but there's probably a reason why it's at the very, very end of the year, just in case I had to push it back a couple months. So that's why I feel like we haven't gotten a trailer, but if things are going okay by the time Shang-Chi and everything comes out, then maybe we're going to get a trailer before that movie. Cause it make the most sense. You have two MCU trailers before yours. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that makes sense. I just don't want, I just don't want Spider-Man to get pushed back, man. It's been so I, long. I want to know what's going on. Talk about a cliffhanger. I don't know. Nobody's uh masking up anymore or anything. I feel like it's kind of a lost cause at this point to try and get people to do what they need to do. I'm not going to be all political, but you know, I feel like they're just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, so fingers crossed, guys. Stay healthy. That's the bottom line. But uh, let's get on to the next rumor. 
Rumor number two. So we got Charlie Cox potentially coming into Spider-Man. But what about that other Daredevil person that people are a big fan of? Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. I do know who you're talking about. Rumor has it a certain Wilson Fisk played by Vince D'Onofrio might be making his MCU debut. Ooh. This one is less concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Daredevil one's not very concrete either, but this one's much less concrete. I guess somebody tweeted something about Kingpin in the Hawkeye series and Vince D'Onofrio liked the tweet or mm-hmm. whatever and then deleted it, you know, unliked it or whatever. So as to like stir up all that good, good stuff. So uh, yeah, we might be getting our Kingpin in the MCU which first and foremost is awesome. Vincent Ofrio's Kingpin was great. But when you've got villains like Thanos and King the Conqueror and Hela, I don't know how scary Vincent Ofrio is. Yeah. Just a pretty strong big dude. And it's also one thing to think about is now that we've seen mad Titans wipe out half the universe and then everyone has to get wiped back into existence and everything. Um, like what, where does that leave crime? We saw a little bit with, um, the Falcon and a soldier. We've seen a little bit with one division, but that really wasn't so much villain. Um, but the only big villain that we really saw was with, uh, far from home with, uh, Mysterio. But it's not like gangster villain, right? You know, it's still a pretty big threat. So it kind of makes me wonder, well, what does this mean for your average day gangster criminal villain person like uh, Wilson Fisk? So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they want to try tie into uh, Hawkeye with him if this is true. But um, with uh, the comments within the last few months that uh, Kevin Feige made saying how there's a lot of fans out there still for like these Netflix shows and everything and all these little rumors and the Disney plus series coming out. I say we, it's pretty solid that we're actually going to start getting like fan favorites slowly drizzled in. And so, uh, starting with daredevil, which I think correct me if I'm wrong, but Lou, would you say maybe daredevil was probably the most popular Netflix series that Marvel put out? It was the first one. And I think it was by far the most popular one. Yes. Yeah. Like even, I haven't really even seen much of it and I promise it's on my list, but like, you know how many people always comment saying that the Daredevil hallway scene is one of their favorite scenes in television? Have you seen the hallway scene? I have not seen the hallway scene. Oh! I've seen the Darth Vader hallway, hallway the scene. The hallway scene! The hallway scene was great, man! It was so good! Yeah, so... But that's my point, saying, like, one of the best scenes in television they're saying is a Marvel thing, so why not bring it back? So, I think they're gonna probably drizzle in their, uh... Their, like no way to lose people. So your daredevil, your Wilson Fisk. And then maybe the second person would be, I say maybe Luke Cage. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think Mike Coulter's coming back, but I would love to see Luke Cage. Give me John Bernthal as the Punisher. Please give me John Bernthal as the Punisher. 
I think he can come in maybe in Moon Knight or Blade. Those hey, might be more of his uh like just give him to me anywhere. Sense. I would put him in Shang Chi. I don't care. Put him anywhere. He is awesome. That'd make no sense, but you know what? A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. And our f- I believe it was our final rumor, forty two minutes in. <laughs> is um you had mentioned a popular Thor character. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is uh Idris Elba was recently uh asked about is Heimdall really dead? Because you know, with uh James Gunn's uh The Suicide Squad coming out, I believe it's August sixth, so pretty much next week they're on the press tour and everything, and uh I'm still stoked to see it because, you know, whatever. But I just uh, uh Idris Elba was asked basically is his is our his is his as guardian Jesus uh character ever going to make a return to the the silver screen and basically he just said um I think that I'm excited about the po- possibilities in the DC world Elba said in an interview blah 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 and I think the word of choice to make note of is the word seemingly when asked about Idris I mean F it God damn about uh heimdall ever making a return to the marvel universe he just described it as seemingly so louis do you think heimdall's dead do you think he's done for yeah i think he's done yeah do you think he really needs to make a return do i think he needs to make a return yeah no no i think it drives thor that heimdall's dead Mm mm-hmm you know, they did the whole thing with him and Rocket or whatever in Infinity War. Yeah. It says, do you at least have a best friend? Stabbed through the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely something that pushes Thor to uh, be more heroic and everything. And Heimdall was never a big, important character anyway. The most you saw of him was in uh, Ragnarok when he was saving the other people. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like a main character, you know, Idris Elba is such a in demand actor that having such a small role didn't really make a lot of sense. Anyway, I don't think he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Plus, you yeah. know, he's, he's doing the whole, uh, fast and furious thing. I, I don't think he died in that movie. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep during but, the last part of that movie. So I don't even know. Yeah, so he's doing that. He's doing the Suicide Squad stuff, you know. I I just don't see him coming back to the MCU. And that's not a bad thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, Fine. like you made a really good point. It drives Thor's character because Thor literally has to be driven to like he he just keeps losing people he cares and loves so much. So to kind of take that away from him, um it just kind of diminishes the the sacrifice and the death and everything. So I agree. I don't think we need him, but I mean, who knows? It could literally be like him saying, yeah, seemingly there could be a way. I don't know. I come back. I think they're probably pushing here, but maybe he's in a what if down the road or something, you know, just something animated. What if Heimdall is, I don't know. What if he decided to, uh, do something different with the Bifrost? I don't know. Heimdall's dead. Heimdall's dead. Yeah, that's okay. If he's coming back, then, you know, I'll, I'll put my pants. You know how it goes. <laughs> and before but, we reach the meat I? and potatoes of the episode, also James Gunn 
director of The Suicide Squad, and also director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, and 3. And Scooby-Doo. Okay, I didn't know that, but has said that you need to watch the Guardians holiday special when it comes out before you see Guardians 3 in 10 years. So yeah, (laughs) make sure you watch the Guardians movies in order, apparently. It makes sense to me, but... You know, if you were thinking about skipping the holiday special and going straight into Guardians Three, maybe you should watch the holiday special. Plus, yeah, because they're you know, they're filming them uh, at the same time. They're just getting them out of the way. Yeah. Plus, you want to get uh, get in the holiday spirit with your favorite Guardians. Sounds like a good time to me. I'll watch it regardless. Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool. But all right. I think that pretty much wraps it up for the news. There's probably some other stuff that probably came out there, but just uh, give it a search. But these are kind of the highlights of everything. Kind of a slow week for the most part, but I mean, we still managed to talk about it for 40 minutes. Enough jibber jabber, Devin. Let's move along. We're going to move along. We were going hard on the MCU. We went through all of our phase one movies. We went through all of our phase two movies. And we were getting ready to do phase three, and I believe you got sick. Doesn't matter. Yep. We didn't do it. And then Loki started. And so then our our uh, focus went to Loki. Mm-hmm. So now Loki is over. And now we can get back into phase three of the MCU. Um, phase three is the longest phase. Uh, it's got the most movies by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also probably got the highest quality of movies. Yeah, because you know the MC really hit its stride in Phase Three. For being honest, I mean it's kind of like heavily weighted when you have Infinity War and Endgame as part of your phase. Yeah, yeah, you got. Yeah, let's so, uh, let's just go over it. You know, phase mm-hmm. two ended with Ant-Man, as you recall. Mm-hmm. Now we're in phase. Oh, excuse me. Phase three. You start with Captain America, Civil War. And then you get Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, the thing that I remember the most about these movies is I remember like Thor Ragnarok being in the theater and then Black Panther came out. I swear Thor Ragnarok was still in theaters. I don't know when exactly Thor Ragnarok came out, but it was in 2017 and then uh, Black November Panther came out in 2018. So it might have still been lingering in the theater. So then you see that and then you see Black Panther. Black Panther was impossible to see. It was always sold out. And then. God, I feel like it was ju- like Black Panther was out for just a little bit. And then Endgame hit or, uh, Infinity War, excuse me, hit the theater right away so there was like three mcu movies in the theater at the same time yeah black panther even alone that movie because they got oscar buzz too i swear i was i was still seeing uh theater screening offers for black panther 
like seven months after its release. It came out in February, I believe, of 2018. Yeah, that movie did so well domestically that it was still running for a majority of the year. Whenever a movie is uh, nominated for an Oscar, it goes back into theaters for consideration. So that movie was almost in theaters for practically a whole year, which is insane. In a good way, that is. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I remember the most about the theater aspect of it all. Um, It was Civil War was the beginning of Phase 3. And I feel like that movie had probably the most buzz since the first Avengers movie. Is that wrong to say? I mean, yeah, it was pretty big because, I mean, the first time on screen, we're actually seeing all our heroes fight each other. I mean, when you see that walk on kind of like, I don't know, like you're about to play some Street Fighter, you see Team A walk on one side, Team B show up, and then, you know, Warriors! It was it was pretty it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, everybody was excited for Civil War, and right. sorry, I was gonna uh, sorry I was gonna say, and part of what made that movie so successful was the fact that the marketing campaign was so easy and it was a killer because it was all Team Iron Man, Team Captain America, and it was just you know, are you this? Are you that? And it was the perfect way because, you know, how often do people like just, you know, shooting the shit with your friends like, oh, who'd win in a fight? This guy or that guy, this hero or that hero, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's like, hey, we're going to have that talk ongoing up until this movie comes out. And it was a brilliant use of marketing. Absolutely. And in Civil War, you knew you were getting T'Challa. For the first time from the from the trailers, they showed Black Panther was going to be in it. So mm-hmm. people were excited about that. You know, the first time you see him. And then I believe it was the last trailer. You know, this is why I don't watch trailers. You know this. But the last trailer oh, showed uh, Spider-Man finally joining the MCU and stealing Cap's shield and everything. Like, All right. On the roost. Yeah. So that introduced... Not only Black Panther, but also Spider-Man. So that movie had so much buzz. I'd say the first Avengers movie had the most buzz up to that point. And then Civil War was was right right behind it. And then, of course, Infinity War took over. And then Endgame had more buzz than anything. Yeah. But... Phase three, man, they've got between Civil War, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. I'd say those are three of the most buzzworthy movies that there that there were mm-hmm. from the MCU. Shout out to Avengers Age of Ultron that uh, wasn't so buzzworthy. Yeah. Yeah, Civil War is pretty big. I, um... I, I'm pretty sure I can guess what you were, but uh, did you align yourself with Team Cap before the movie? Or were you Team Iron Man? Uh, I was probably Team Cap. If I can go back into my my thought train here, I believe Team Cap was Captain America, 
Bucky. Um, Captain America, Bucky, Falcon, mm-hmm. Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Wanda, and uh, Hawkeye, correct? Yep, that's 100%. And then Team Iron Man was Tony, mm-hmm. Rhodey, mm-hmm. Vision, mm-hmm. T'Challa, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and Natasha. Am I yes. missing anybody? No, I think that was it. Until Natasha eventually turns on uh, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Civil War, spoiler alert, uh, watch the movies before you tune into the uh, stuff here. Come on, guys. You know what's up. Right? It's only came out in like 2016. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And plus, it was a huge movie. You should have seen it already if you're listening. Yeah, so then the second movie was Doctor Strange, which, uh, you know, it did good. It wasn't, like, I don't know, blockbuster, crazy, sold out all the time. But it was pretty big because it was like we're getting all the mystical side of things. We already had uh, the galaxy and the celestial universal space odyssey stuff that was Guardians and all like that, but... We were diving into some uh, kind of the trippy side of things in Marvel. Yeah, Doctor Strange was really important for the inf- for the Infinity Saga. So, as it was an important movie to get out, it kind of seemed like he was just being pushed in to get ready for Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Which isn't super fair. But I know a lot of people that Doctor Strange is their favorite MCU character. Shout mm-hmm. out to... Uh, Greg Malashevsky and to my aunt Jenny. They both really like Dr. Strange. I like Dr. Strange too. I think uh, the second one is going to be off the charts, but as far as Dr. Strange goes, you know, they're getting ready for this big second movie. And I feel like this first movie is not going to be as important as it, as it seemed when it came out. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, now he's got this whole arc that of stuff that happened that doesn't concern him at all. And now it's going to be all about him and that first movie, you know, with Mordo and and the Ancient One and uh, Dormammu and uh, I'm stalling because I can't remember his name, but the bad guy, mm. Felix Felicis. That's not his name. You know what I'm talking about. But I feel like they're not going to be as important as they should be in the second one, especially Mordo. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And then uh, after Doctor Strange, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I was stoked for. Because if you remember... Guardians of the Galaxy is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. So the second one, I was wow. ecstatic about. You know, I uh, I didn't see Guardians Volume 2 right when it came out, but uh, two uh, friends of mine, uh, shout out to D-Mac and James, we uh, decided to, we had just finished our finals because it was, uh, I think that movie came out in like the winter time. No, I don't no, think so. Spider-Man, 
Yeah, it was, it was. It came out around like May or April, right? Because Spider Man came out in July or June of 2017. That's right. So yeah, we had just finished up the uh, the semester at college. You know, it felt great. We we just went out to get some din din, and uh, we're like, "Yo, we got nothing else to do. I don't got a final tomorrow. I'm done." And then we decided just to pop over, uh, literally, you know, 25 feet outside the restaurant to the movie theater and go see Guardians Volume Two. And I am so glad we did. Because I had a blast. And you know what? Honestly, I think Guardians Volume 2 is better than Volume 1. Bold. Bold. I like it better. Um, my viewing experience of Guardians 2 was bad. It was bad. I saw it in the theater. Oh. Let's, uh, let's rewind. I went absolutely crazy about guardians 2. Anytime mm. the the stuff would come on the TV, I would turn it off. I didn't mm. see anything. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that uh Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Groot, Rocket, and Nebula were going to be in it. That is all I knew. Not even that Mantis is, or Kurt Russell? I didn't know about Ego. I didn't know about Mantis. I didn't know about anything. Wow. Nothing. Nada. I went in. I was so excited to go see this movie. And then I was talking to a guy at work and I didn't see it when it first came out. You know, I didn't see it the first weekend or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy at work and he goes, oh, yeah, I, I just torrented it. You know, I just illegally downloaded it because I'm a piece of garbage. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it was crazy when he killed his dad. Right. And I was just like, are you are you serious? I still bring it up to this day. I said, why on earth would you do that? And he was like, what? And I was like, why would you even say something like that? I I, oh, I didn't know his dad was even in it. Just because you are a See, piece of garbage. Oh, I was so mad. So my very good friend at the time, I will leave him unnamed because we are not friends anymore. Ex-friend. But my very good friend at the time wanted to go see it in the theater. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. And so he bought tickets to a theater in, in Bufu far away, whatever. Mm. And, uh, when we got there, he was like, Oh yeah, it's in uh 3d. I was like, no, mm. I'm not watching it in 3d. Yeah. Hannah gets sick with the 3d glasses and the motion. It makes her sick to her stomach. Fair enough. And so he was so mad at me. You know, we had to change our tickets out for a not 3D. And then he didn't talk to me the rest of the night. And after that movie, I haven't talked to him since. We. Oh. I invited him to the wedding. He didn't RSVP. He didn't come. He didn't say anything, you know. Jeez. So. It's a lot of all in all, stuff with. Still like with the movie. I, I, I still like the movie. I still enjoyed it in the theater, even though he was, he refused to sit with us and he pouted through the whole thing. Didn't sit and with then you I asked him about the movie. No, he sat on the other side of the theater. Uh, and then I had to drive him home. So I was like, Oh, did you like it? And he said, and then, yeah, didn't talk to me the whole day. And then, yeah, we didn't talk after that. Not really wow. at all. So, um, yeah, 
he will not be Damn. joining me on the Losers Friendship podcast anytime <laughs> soon. Jeez. Uh, well, you know, it, it's, you know, everything happens for a reason, they say. You know what, Louie? I promise. I will never uh, buy 3D t- <laughs> movie tickets to seeing a movie for the first time as a surprise. Thankfully, 3D isn't all it was chopped up to be back then. You know, back then every movie was in 3D. Now it's not. Yeah, the last Which movie I good. saw in 3D, I think, was um, Ready Player One. I saw 3D IMAX just because I decided to go to random like midnight screening by myself. And I was like, F it, why not? That was good because it was kind of built for it. But, you know, I I always recommend to people look up ahead of time. Like on a, I think Cinema Blend does a really good job of telling you if a movie is good and if it's worth seeing it in 3D or not. Always look that up. And also never see a movie for the first time in 3D because you're going to get so distracted by just trying to focus that you can't even focus on enjoying the film. So, yeah, that's all. That's always a tough one. But uh Sorry to hear about that experience. Damn. Yeah, I was I was so excited for this movie. And just sh- just everybody shit all over it. And yeah, the that guy sucks. that at work, I still work with him. And if we talk about movies, I still walk away from him and I tell him <laughs> that I don't I I I hate him. Nope. Nope, no, 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 no. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna bring up a story about uh like noping the f out when it comes to the spoilers uh when we get to end game but um let's move on so we saw the introduction of our tom holland peter parker in civil war three movies beforehand but then the fourth in the phase three release was spider-man homecoming which did not break a billion dollars no 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 but i mean that movie hit the ground and it took off and i was so happy this was the first time that I saw a movie in Dolby, in a Dolby theater uh, mm-hmm. near me in AMC Oakbrook. And oh, man, ever since that movie, like I never want to see a movie for the first time, not in Dolby if I can, because it's just such a great experience. But um, I had a really good time with it. I love that everyone felt like they were actually high schoolers. They had some good twists. The music was good. I thought like the humor was pretty spot on for Spider-Man. But it also didn't feel like it was just like a very cheesy, like teenage movie. But it kind of gave me some vibes of like, um, like a a John Hughes film. I was uh, watching porn. What? What? <laughs> um, Sounds dumb. <laughs> one of my favorite things with that movie, mm-hmm. which is not what you're gonna like. You'll never guess what I'm about to say. Um, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Go ahead. Your favorite part, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm not saying my favorite part, but one of my favorite things from the movie. Your favorite thing from Spider-Man Homecoming is the Asian kid who asked, what are you doing? <laughs> when there's No, around. actually. Yeah, <laughs> what, the, the chess club kid. Yeah, he's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> No, one of my favorite things was was the uh the fact that whenever Spider-Man is is webbing around, you know, he always seems to be able to get something. Mm. And in that movie, he's like in the park or whatever and he like shoots oh, a web and yeah. it doesn't get anything and he falls hard as hell. <laughs> that 
I was like, I had a deep appreciation for the fact that they they pointed out that he doesn't just he can't just web onto anything every time. So yeah, like convenient for the plot. Yeah, because yeah. that's when he's running through the suburbs, right? And he's chasing after uh the the group and everything, doing the arms dealer. But like he like shoots his web and it just like does nothing. He's just like <sighs> and he gets that long shot of him running, he's like, Oh come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. That that was good. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy that movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, there's one scene that Richard, friend of the show, Richard and I laugh at a lot. There's a scene at the beginning where um, Toomes, Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes, he like puts his glasses down just a little bit and he's like looking mm-hmm. at something and he looks just like Brett's dad. <laughs> and I, I have the picture and then now that's like our meme that we share with each other is <laughs> is like it's Brett's dad meme. Just shit Brett's dad would say, but it's but it's Michael Keaton. Adrian too. So that's that's always gonna hold a special spot in my heart with uh that movie. That's funny. But all in all, you know, I've complained a lot about the Spider Man movie here, but it's a good it's a good good ass movie. I don't mind the whole Stark thing. You know, he's kind of important in the MCU. I don't care that this is a Spider-Man movie. It's a Spider-Man yeah. movie at its core. Mm-hmm. Who, who cares if uh, Tony Stark is in it? You know, and it's kind of like, that's where it really establishes that father figure to Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker. And so I think it, I agree. I'm on the side of it being fine and it works out. And then also in Far From Home, it kind of has that same kind of theme where he still needs that figure, but he kind of realizes, you know, maybe he doesn't need someone like that. Uh, So that kind of gives me hope for No Way Home because I don't think they're going to still do like a father figure to him unless they try and do Doctor Strange. But who knows? I don't know. But what I wanted to say was there was that awesome twist, which I feel like I've mentioned this way earlier in one of our older episodes, but... I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. And it still got me. And everyone in the theater had an audible gasp. When you see who uh, Peter goes to the door to uh, pick up his lovely homecoming date. And uh, who else do you see inside the home? Mr. Adrian Toomes himself. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Everyone was like, Whoa, and you know why? I think you actually did say this. You're like, yep, 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 yep. You didn't think it was an interracial marriage. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I don't mean to sound racist, but uh, what was her name? What was her name in the movie? It was Liz. Liz. Yeah, Liz. So Liz in the movie is African-American. So you just don't put it together that he would be her dad, that Michael Keaton would be her dad, which I don't think is unfair. You know, they don't look similar. They know what they're doing. So it was, it was like a perfect thing that they did. And I talked to a lot of people that are like, Oh yeah, that was obvious. And it's like, no, up yours. That wasn't obvious. So Liz is played by Laura Harrier. And I was looking at her IMDb right now, and actually, she's uh she was born in Chicago, Illinois. Ooh, ooh. 
Her father is African-American and her mother is of Rusin, which is from Ukraine, and English descent. So yeah, fellow Chicagoan. What up? Mm-hmm. Be on the podcast. Sponsor us. Be on the podcast. <laughs> hey, are you from Chicago? Be a sponsor. That makes no sense. Do it anyways. Sounds dumb. I I use the sponsor hashtag sponsor Earth894 all the time. I know. I, I get a kick out of it. It doesn't make any sense almost half the time, but hey, you know I use what? it all the if time. If we get a sponsor out of it, then you know it made sense to someone. Yeah. <laughs> but Ridge yeah. Wallet. Sponsor Earth894. <laughs> they liked your Instagram post. Um, all in all, Spider-Man, good movie. I'll complain more about it when we get to Far From Home. Next up, arguably, uh, see, Phase 3 gets you. But arguably my favorite movie in Phase 3. You've been looking forward to talking about this for a while. Thor Ragnarok. If you didn't like Thor Ragnarok, I don't know what you like, man. It was such a good movie. It was action-packed. It was hilarious. It had Jeff Goldblum. It was mm-hmm. so good. You know, Tessa Thompson is awesome. The Hulk was doing Hulk things. Thor was funny and doing Thor things. Loki was in it. Hella was badass. It had um, Carl Urban as... as uh, of course, I say the word as, and I can't remember his name My now. Stuff. Yeah, he goes. He's got the machine guns, Des and Troy. Because when you put them together, they destroy. Destroy. <laughs> God, like that movie. Hands down, is one of the best MCU movies. It is, but I will, I will admit, the first time I watched it, I walked out of the theater feeling confused, and I was not sure if I liked it. Oh, but it's but because you watched it. It's because I was expecting something similar and kin to Dark World. I had no, no I had no idea going to this movie that it was no. going to be funny as hell. It was awesome. No, I quote at, this movie so much. I uh, I rewatched it earlier this year when we were uh, putting together some furniture that we got from IKEA, and we watched that and Captain Marvel back to back. And yeah, dude, Thor Ragnarok. It is a great rewatch if you haven't. Go rewatch it. But not, uh, it not last weekend, but the weekend before, maybe. I was at my aunt and uncle's house and we watched Thor Ragnarok. We had a kids free weekend mm-hmm. and we watched Thor Ragnarok. And I love that movie. And I was getting annoying from quoting it so much. For example, I'll I'll throw throw out a few of my, my favorite quotes. Um, at the be- at the very beginning, he's stuck in the chain, and he's spinning around, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's only paying attention when he's looking at at Surtur. Like, oh. But Surtur's talking. He goes, "Thor, son of Odin," blah, 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 and he's doing this whole thing. And then <laughs> Thor gets his turn to talk. He goes, "Surtur, son of a bitch, <laughs> you're alive." <laughs> Which that was hilarious that was, to me. I, I loved that. Um. Another one is is uh, <laughs> he says, oh, uh, Hunter. I don't think it was Hunter, but whatever he calls uh, uh, Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Gatherer, whatever. Oh, yeah. Gatherer 875 is my favorite. You know, what What do I always say about her when she comes in? It starts with a B and then <laughs> the other lady goes trash <laughs> <laughs> cracks me up every time 
He goes, no, she's the best. But were you just waiting to call her trash? <laughs> Dude, uh, it's Taika Waititi did such a phenomenal job with writing in the script. It's insane. Korg and Meek. Oh, yeah. I'm Korg. Yeah. And this is Meek. <laughs> you go, new Doug. <laughs> um, oh, God, Korg is awesome. And then this my absolute, <laughs> yeah, my absolute favorite quote from Thor Ragnarok is when um, Banner is driving the leisure vessel, as they call it, mm-hmm. for his orgies and such. <laughs> and uh, he goes, one of these has to be a gun. And then he clicks on a button that looks like a gun and then fireworks shoot out the back of the thing. <laughs> yeah, and It's just it's just Jeff Goldblum going, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> so the entire movie, I'm just yelling, it's my birthday. <laughs> Oh shit! Like dude. that is my favorite. I say it constantly when when that movie's on or when I'm thinking about it. It's the it's my birthday, you know. Show. And I think it's some of the best uh, character v- development that we get, kind of without even trying. I mean, like the relationship between Thor and Loki that we get in this is so good. I mean, I've been falling for thirty minutes. It's it, it that cracked me I've up. Been falling for thirty minutes, and then um. When you know before the reveal that uh Loki is Odin, which we all saw coming, but just uh, when he's a uh, is Carl Arben played Scourge, by the way. Um, Scourge. Scourge when he he runs up, he's like Thor is coming, and or uh, no, it's before that, but basically Thor shows up and Odin sees him, and he goes, "Oh, oh shit!" <laughs> and like spits his drink <laughs> back out. Like that was great, and that uh was another good one. Um, Are you Thor? God of Hammers. <laughs> Valkyrie falling off drunk. Um, the great Can Stanley we, uh, cameo. <laughs> that was good. You shall not touch my hair. Oh, Please don't touch my hair. <laughs> the Willy Wonka uh, themed kind of tunnel thing where he starts screaming and then it just suddenly stops and he's just still screaming and everyone's like, what the fuck? We haven't even talked about Banner jumping out of the leisure vessel going. You think you recognize me? I'll show you why. And he jumps off onto the rainbow bridge. <laughs> just splat. And he just, boom, and he like <laughs> bounces. It makes a noise. That was hilarious. Yeah, I'll look at him like. The first time you see it, it's the funniest part of the entire movie. <laughs> Every time after that, it's it's a little less funny because you know it's coming. But like, yeah, that was awesome. You know what's funny about it is the fact that that moment happens but also in guardians volume two you get that hilarious moment where they do like the action hero landing pose but then like a piece of debris just smacks the fuck out of mantis and mantis look out dude my friend demarcus when he saw that he legit in the theater was laughing non-stop for the remainder of the movie to the point where he fell out of his seat and was falling out of the seat laughing so hard that long story short as a funny prank, I decided to do as a gift, because uh, he's also a fellow pop hunter addict like uh, I am. I saw Mantis on sale for like five bucks, right? So I bought the Mantis pop, and then he was playing like uh, some video game on uh, the couch in the fraternity house. And I was like, Demarcus, Demarcus. He's like, what, what? And so I just threw the pop box at him. And then he was like, what the fuck? And then he picked it up, looked at it. And the moment he saw, made the connection that it was Mantis, he, he literally dropped his controller, fell and rolled onto the ground laughing because it was just that dunk sound gets him every time. But yeah, I just, I never thought about it until now that there's two like just epic, like fail kind of jokes yeah. in the movies. 
but Thor Ragnarok for my money is top definitely top five maybe top three in the MCU Dude, it's so goofy that it's insane how well it worked even like yeah. another moment is too when we see like yes it's a friend from work but like the way Loki sees Hulk and he's like shaking in his boots but when you see uh uh Thor getting his ass kicked by Hulk he's like yeah yeah that's how it feels and everything it's just so funny yeah that movie is awesome it's good it's good it is so good it makes me so excited that taika is doing love and thunder because i mean if he's gonna top this movie it's gonna be incredible. love and thunder is gonna be awesome it's gonna be incredible however we gotta keep going yeah it's a after big phase or after Thor Ragnarok, we hop into a not funny movie, Black Panther. But it still had some funny moments, but we'll get there. Black Panther <laughs> is a movie that was awesome when you see it, when you when you watch it, and now when you watch it, it is very sad. Yeah, I uh watched it. I've seen it once uh this year since um Chadwick uh Boseman's unfortunate passing. So it definitely did feel a little bit different watching it, um, knowing that. And uh, yeah, but I mean, going back to seeing the movie for the first time, I mean, my theater was packed. Like you said, there were screenings everywhere, sold out left and right. But it was really cool because, I mean, just going to see it, it was an experience for a lot of people. But Black Panther, I I have one, I don't want to say complaint, but I, I think I want to say like the weakest side of the movie is that um, everyone else, like all the characters and uh, especially Killmonger and everything, are developed and shown very well in the movie. But I feel like T'Challa doesn't really have as much of uh, kind of like character growth or kind of just, he kind of just goes with the flow, right, um, in the movie. But that's only my like small little grievance. Overall, I still had a great time seeing this movie, and it's still kick-ass. The music's great. Seeing Wakanda in action is awesome. I mean, just like the tech and everything. Some of the jokes. Um, the what are those joke was a little too old, but I mean. Eh, gotta do it, right? Yeah, but I mean, at the time it was relevant, but it's still it's still a place for laughs. But uh, yeah, what was your experience like when you saw Black Panther? I think I had to wait until it came out on <laughs> DVD. Wow. I don't think I saw it in the theater. It was... I went to go see it in the theater, but it was sold out. So I watched Southpaw, a boxing movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal that's, instead. That's a good movie, though. Yeah, it was very Eminem forward. Hmm. Um, yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, it's he does the soundtrack or whatever. He was going to be in it. It it doesn't matter. Um, so I think I had to wait until it came out on Blu-ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy it. Um, I feel like we didn't get enough Bucky and Wakanda. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, he's just one of the post credit scenes. Yeah, because this takes place obviously after Civil War. Yeah, so yeah, Bucky's just chilling. Right? 
you know, it was like, yeah, it was like a big deal that they're sending him to Wakanda at the end of Civil War. Yeah. But then they don't do anything about it until the very end where he's like, hey, White Wolf, we, uh, we got some, some shit going down. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, where's the fight? Yeah. So, but I really like M'Baku. M'Baku's my favorite in Black Panther, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's a real big fan of Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, mm-hmm. Eric Killmonger. Um, but I was I was an Mbaku guy. I thought Mbaku was great. He was a cool character. When Oh my god. I'm the worst right now. When they go and meet the Jabari tribe. Mm-hmm. To try and save T'Challa's life, mm. or they they want uh, Mbaku to beat Killmonger for king or whatever. Yeah, they save the herb to smuggle to him. So Everett Ross he tries to talk, and Mbaku goes, "You do not get to talk." And then they start like barking yeah, like, at oof, him. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, like I. I love M'Baku. I think he's great. I think Winston Duke is awesome. Mm. And uh, I love the the chant, the Magaga! Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what he says, but it sounds pretty similar to what I just yelled. That's yeah, pretty sick. Um, but other than that, you know, I like like the, the teched out rhinos and the mm. crazy... The shield things. Yeah, yeah stuff like cool. that. I don't want to say his name incorrectly, but Dan- Daniel Kalua, Kalua, mm-hmm. something like that. He's in it. Uh, entirely not not enough, I, I'd say. Also, you have Lupita Nyong'o in it, and that's the only time you ever get her in the MCU, which is troublesome. Yeah, you really don't get her much. She's I assume, actress. yeah, I assume she's just got other stuff going on, but. I assume she'll be in Wakanda forever. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I don't think she's but, just gonna disappear. But yeah, um, Black Panther, a little bit more serious of a movie. I liked, I liked it. I didn't like. I wasn't like head over heels with it or anything. Mm. I, um, I will say one of my favorite things about uh, the movie was when they have the ritual for taking over the throne and everything, that initiation, everything. I really dug that waterfall with the different tribes and everything kind of emerging. It felt very animalistic, but still, yeah, like that was really cool. I thought that whole stuff was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. That funky little like shoulder shrug dancing was kind of the shoulder thing they were doing. Yeah. It was kind of wild, but um, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's culture, but like in a sense it pulls from real culture, but it's also like fiction and everything. But like, to me, I thought it was really cool. And it just raises the stakes because, you know, you could just get knocked off and it's that king of the hill and everything. And it was cool. I can see your face. Hey, not pixelated anymore. Holy. No, you're still pixelated, but I can see your face. What? Ah. Oh, no, you're not pixelated. Wow. I... Yeah. So, you're uh, still there. yeah. So, Excuse me. You're good. But yeah, uh, uh, Black Panther, pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah, um, we didn't talk a lot about it, but Vulture 
was a legit villain. Mm-hmm. The MCU's always had a problem with their villains. Vulture was a legit villain. Hella was a I'm not gonna say it. She was a legit villain. I was gonna say hell of a villain. <laughs> um Killmonger is killing it. A, a phenomenal villain. So yeah. they went on like this tear of villains. You know, Ego was a villain. Yeah, whatever. So starting with uh Tombs with Vulture. Well, I mean, you almost on. forgot Baron Zemo. Yeah, but Baron Zemo, nobody was was watching that to see Baron Zemo. Yeah, but he was still, I'd say you can argue that he's still a good, uh, like, he's a respectable villain because he's not out just to cause harm and kill people, like, you know, for no reason. He's there because he is set on revenge. He just wants to take down the Avengers, and that's it. Everything else is just part of the plan, but I think uh, he was a, a good kickoff, but uh, I digress. <clears throat> well, are you ready? Are you ready to dive into it? Oh, man, yeah, we got about five movies left. Like I said, it's a big-ass phase, but 2018 kicked it off with Black Panther, and then in that following two months later, in April, we got the biggest crossover like movie in history that just blew everyone away. We were stoked. It was finally here. We were getting the the green mean. Oh my god, he's not fucking green. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at a picture of Hawking Taurus and it's green. Anyways, I'm cutting that shit out. Uh, we got the mean grimacing looking purple Titan himself, Thanos. Infinity War. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Infinity War. So is as good of a movie as you can make, I think. So set the stage for me, Louis. When you first saw Infinity War, were you? Did you see it opening night? Like, how do you see it? It was opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It wasn't opening night, but we saw it at the. It's a local, not super local, but it's a. It's not a big theater. It's called the Tivoli. Oh yeah, yeah. So we saw it at the Tivoli Theater. They have the cheaper tickets. Was it packed? I think they. I think. Well, we saw like a matinee show. It was uh, like eleven, gotcha. eleven in the morning or something on a Saturday, mm-hmm. maybe Sunday. And um, this was the first movie Hannah had seen in the MCU. She had really? seen Iron Man or whatever before we had met. <laughs> but I needed to see this mm-hmm. and. She didn't want to not come, so she watched it. Damn. Um, I remember seeing the spoilers without context picture. Mm, those are always funny. Of like the bubbles and like Squidward and yeah, yeah. So there was the spo- the spoilers without context. I remember that so vividly, and I just I needed to see it before it got spoiled because I would have been so upset. Yeah. If this guy yeah. from work was like, oh, I would, I probably would have hit him. Didn't it blow your mind when Tony killed his dad? I, oh, I probably would have killed Thanos him. was Tony's dad all along. But I saw the matinee show and we were sitting there in our seats. And at this theater, you don't pick your seats. You just sit where you can. Uh-huh. And 
Hannah put on Facebook or whatever beforehand that we were seeing it. And her brothers were actually in the theater as well. And they were way ahead of us. So they ended up coming and sitting next to us. Well, the way we were seated, it was 2018. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't. No, I was going to say, I thought Hannah was pregnant, but she wasn't pregnant yet. Henry was born in 2019. Regardless, um, so she was pregnant during Endgame. We'll get into that. Um, I was like ready to to cry during this movie. And now I'm starting to think that I'm wrong on what I'm saying. But I did see Infinity War at the Tivoli. Well, let me set my stage. Um, so I was... I was planning to see this movie regardless because, you know, you mentioned how spoilers, you didn't want to get spoiled, so you had to see it ASAP. I'd argue that this is when I started getting very serious about trying to see, like, highly uh, popular, anticipated movies. Like, the very first night, very first 7 p.m. screening, whatever I can do possible uh, kind of, like, tradition I have now because... With Infinity War, spoilers, you know, that hashtag Thanos demands your silence and everything. Like, spoilers are just too hard to come by. I mean, I mean, too easy to come by that it just, it really instilled that culture in me. So, I had bought a single ticket for myself because uh, Alyssa hadn't seen a, a lot of MCU as well before Infinity War. So, um, I bought a ticket for opening night at midnight. But, Unfortunately, I had a wedding to go to the next day. So I would have to basically go see the movie, get to bed probably at like 3.30 in the morning, wake up two and a half hours later to hit the road and drive uh, to Indiana. That I was like feasibly thinking, there's probably no way I can do this. Uh, So I had to give up my ticket to uh, my nephew at the time. Uh, And he saw it and he just sent me a picture like, oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? So basically, I saw it that uh, weekend when I came back. I went in to see a IMAX screening of it by myself. I went at like 10 o'clock. Still had no spoilers or anything. Thank God. But uh, I ended up making a friend. I was talking to this guy. Uh, he was looking at the projector and everything. Turns out he actually worked for Sony. So he was telling me about the projectors and yada, yada. And he said he went to see it for a second time. And he was like, oh, I'm excited to see how you react during this movie. It was pretty cool. So. Uh, yeah, make friends with the movies, guys. But I remember walking out of that theater like, what? When you see Thanos just look at the horizon on a, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, a graceful world, or what did he call it? Um, watch the sunset on a thankful universe. Grateful world? Grateful universe or something. Something like that. Yeah, and then he has a little like nod and smile like, I did it. And then it just... Fade, it cuts to black, and then you get that somber music where the credits roll, and I was like, they did not fucking end that that way. And it was wild. Get away to here. I was ready to. <laughs> I was ready. I, I like you knew something was going to happen. Yeah, you knew people were going to die, but you didn't know who was going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like the end of an era kind of thing. And I want to say, it was. Endgame. So I'm I'm gonna save my story for Endgame. And 
If I'm wrong, it was Infinity War, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, we saw it at the Tivoli. That's for certain. And uh, Hannah had not seen the movies. That's also for certain. So she watched this and still cried when they all when they all got dusted. Spider-Man going nuts about, you know, his spider sense tingling. And he doesn't feel so good. And Mr. Stark, I'm not ready to go. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was wild. That movie, I got goosebumps thinking about it right now. That movie's so good. The The introduction with the Guardians meeting Thor is one of my favorites. When Rocket tells tells him, you, you know, you can't eat dumbbells, Quill. That cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris Pratt doing his, his Thor impression was, was hilarious. You will not... Be taking our pod. <laughs> um, what are you doing with your voice? Another another Chris Pratt moment that I loved in that movie was uh, was when Doctor Strange asks him, "Who is your leader?" and he goes, "What am I supposed to say, Jesus?" <laughs> what? That one's hilarious. Or uh, I'm from Missouri. No dipshit. That's Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, "Are you from Earth?" I'm not from Earth. I'm from the. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's Earth, dipshit. <laughs> that's hilarious. Tony Stark. With the with the verbal comeback, get roasted. Yeah, um, Infinity War was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, man, it was so good. I mean, just they had an impossible task once again. It's one of those things where you know, if you try to make this ten years ago, it probably would have been a disaster. But um, Marcus McFeely, everyone at like Feige, the Russo brothers, everyone at Marvel who had a hand in writing and curating the story. They did a fantastic job of the pairings, the story, the narrative, everything. It was so good. While also still having little uh, nods that they took straight out of the Infinity War uh, comic arc where like uh, when Banner lands in uh, the Sanctum Santorum uh, and the stairs all broken like that, uh, basically they ripped that part except it was originally Silver Surfer who came down and said Thanos is coming or whatever, but um, they still, you know, played a note to the OG comics, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I really liked Eitri mm-hmm. when, uh, when Thor, when Thor is trying to get the, the star to work for his Stormbreaker. Yeah. And Eitri says, it'll kill you. And then Thor says, only if I die. And he goes, uh, yeah, that's what killing you means <laughs> that's kind of the point hello tree i mean oh my god captain rogers this is my friend tree <laughs> and rabbit i am groot i am steve rogers <laughs> it's so good i see you've copied my beard <laughs> um oh, you guys are so screwed now <laughs> there's too many good moments in infinity war to even bring up also when you go back and watch infinity war or am i wrong again no it is infinity war when you go back and watch infinity war uh natasha's wearing the uh the vest with all the pockets yeah now that we know after seeing uh black widow spoiler warning but um yeah you know it is so cool look at all these pockets i know it is so cool 
I made my <laughs> own like modifications, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. So that, you know, it's touching. Um, what else? What else is really good? I mean, there's so many good moments, like you said. We could probably do a whole episode on Infinity War, but. And we probably will. We probably, probably will do a whole right. episode about Infinity War and Endgame. Probably all these um, movies at some point, too. Do a rewatch. I feel like uh, Infinity War, where they fall off, is with Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, Hulk was cool at the beginning. You know, he was messing Thanos up, and then he wasn't. Which, you know, is a part of his story arc, whatever. But, you know, I love the Hulk. I love when he's smashing stuff and doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't doing that in this episode, or in this uh, movie. So, yeah. I feel like they failed the Hulk. And also Vision. Mm Mm-hmm. First thing that happens is Vision gets stabbed through his whole body by Corvus Glaive. And then the rest of the movie, he is basically useless. Yeah, that is a good point. I never really gave him much thought about like what would happen. You know, what if Vision did a little bit more? I mean, even see like when Wanda comes down, it was a trap and everything. But like, why has she been up there all this time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's not alone. Just totally wrecks everyone with these giant ass blades. Yeah, yeah, blade donuts of doom, like they're fucking yo-yos. But yeah, Infinity War is great. Uh, it, it it's so good. But um, I mean, yeah, we're left on this massive cliffhanger. But the movie that follows up after that is Ant Man and the Wasp. I liked Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. And you know, I'm gonna. I also went to go see this like middle of the day because uh, the job I was working at the time I could do so. Um, I went to go see it by myself and I always buy these tickets when there's like no one who's bought a ticket yet. Right. And I'll go like 30 minutes early because I got to pee like 12 times because I don't want to get up. Right. Every time I go to see a freaking movie by myself back then. There's usually one other person who comes either before me or shortly after me. And guess what? Out of all the damn seats in the theater, there's only two of us in it. Why are they always sitting next to me? <laughs> you know how pissed I am when I walk in and I look and see this one person and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I realize, ah, shit, I'm literally right next to them. And I'm like, because then it's like, it feels awkward. It's like, hey, if nobody else is in the theater, just move. <laughs> yeah. What I do is I just put my, I, I would just take like my sweater, put it down or my keys and I just like go like walk around for like 15 minutes or take a piss and then i don't know fucking go to the bar and not drink <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but, uh, just imagine what i would get if i did i don't know but for this movie i actually sat next to a guy and his uh daughter um she was probably maybe kind of like uh scott lang's daughter's age so i thought it was kind of cool like a uh, you know dad taking his child to the movie but a lot of the jokes I was laughing more than they were, and I was like surprised by that. Especially when you see like mini Ant Man just fucking running around with the big ass clothes in the school. That's just hilarious. Yeah. Not a single peep, nothing. So I, th- yeah. I felt uncomfortable laughing. And th- this movie was good. Um, the villain Ghost was a little forgettable, but I thought it was. Co- I thought Ghost she was, was cool. She- she was cool, but she wasn't like but a villain super duper menacing or anything. Yeah, villain totally one and done. I don't think you ever need to bring her back. 
I would like to see her come back. Think so? I don't know. Yeah, just give her more of a chance. Just it, I don't know. It just her whole like phasing and everything just looked really cool. That's what I love best about the, the character. I know for a fact I watched this movie right here in this very basement. Ooh. Because I remember the post credit scene and me walking around going, are you... Are, uh, what? 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 Just going nuts. Yeah, the whole movie like, I was watching it like, how are they going to tie this into Infinity War? And then it's like, oh no. You, like when they start setting up for it, you know it's happening. Is this guys? Guys? I didn't. I'm stupid, and I did not know what was going on. He I, went into I the quantum it. realm, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And he's like, okay, pull me out. And it pans over, and it's just dust. And I was like, oh, 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 and I'm like running around Rip. like a madman. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now, you guys? Yeah, man. Uh, also, another funny moment in this movie is the, the ongoing uh, Baba Yaga <laughs> going on. Like the boogeyman thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Papa Yaga. Well, what's the what's the best quote from the movie? You tell me. You don't remember? I feel like it had to be this one. I don't think it was the first damn man. Where he gets all big. He's in the water mm-hmm. and then he like shrinks down and then he asks. Yes, the question. You don't remember? No. I've seen this movie once. Does anybody have any orange slices? No, that's Captain. <laughs> that's Civil War. Is it Civil yeah, War? Yeah, he gets knocked down. Oh, yeah, that is Civil War. War. Damn it! Because that's the first time he gets big is in Civil War. I thought it was like a, a you know a shrinking joke or something phallic like that. You're alluding no, to, and I was like, I don't remember that. You're right. You're right. It was Civil War. Yeah. Damn it! I thought the first time he gets big was in this one, but in this one he gets like. Super duper big. Yeah, then he can't like concentrate the the oxygen and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Shit. It's all good. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this movie though? Um, we get Janet back. I feel like she's going to be back in Quantumania. The Pims. Um. All in all, it was a good movie. I mean, the Southern guy i don't even know his name to be honest with you the 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 guy that wants the stuff yeah forgettable also luis is is always great Mm -hmm. i love luis um yeah i liked it the most important thing for me was the post-credit scene yeah all about the quantum realm that was wild Mm -hmm. with them disappearing i I almost pulled a Devin and pooped my pants. Oh, we should have an ongoing tally. How many times we almost pooped our pants? Yeah. How many times we said we would poop our pants and that we did not, in fact, poop our pants? <laughs> Tune in for the Patreon um, episode. <laughs> yeah. So we're almost yeah. at the end stretch, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Up next, Captain Marvel. Which we totally forgot about in Infinity War. One of the after credit scenes, you know, we get the motherfuck and then get that pager beep beep so you know she's coming and um yeah this movie I feel like it gets shit on a lot more than it should Mm -hmm. I like this movie that's okay 
I'm not a big Nirvana guy, but other than that, I like this movie. Yeah, that's one of my uh, like complaints. The movies, I think they tried a little too hard with the '90s. Everything, and I feel like some of their music choices were a little out of place. Like, um, was it "I'm Just a Girl" played during the final fight or whatever on top of the ship? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could have played something else there, but I forget what I've suggested. So, um, I'm a hypocrite. But anyways, uh. Going into the theme of uh, how we first saw this, I saw this IMAX opening night packed as fuck. It was <laughs> packed. It was pretty cool. We sat in the very center, and it was, you know, when they had, like, the space scenes and everything and the ship moving around and flying through, on the IMAX screen, it looked really good. Like, I felt like I was, you know, actually in space because I was dead center in the theater, and we had great seats and everything, but... uh my uh, favorite thing about this movie, I will say, my boy, the OG PC man himself, Philip J. Coulson. <laughs> I love me some Coulson. You and your Coulson, man. Watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's so damn good. But- Watch Daredevil. It's so damn good. Yeah, I'm getting there. How about you, Louie? How'd you see this movie? I saw it in the theater. I did. I don't remember which theater, but I did see it in the in the theater with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, as you probably can recall, this was the first movie to be released after the passing of Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he made a cameo. I believe he was on the train or the bus or whatever. Yeah, he was, was on the on. train. Um, so that was sad. And the whole beginning Marvel scene was just his cameos and him. Mm-hmm. And that was... That was something nice. So now every time you watch it, that's you'll get that. You know, I wish they would do something like that for Chadwick Boseman. I think they will maybe for Black Panther too. Yeah, but that's so far away. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, you know what? Starting wrap, but I think when they were playing, uh, there was something when he passed. Right uh, for Disney Plus, they did like an edit where, like, on all the movies, it had like a dedication to him, like with a Marvel thing, just like Stan Lee. Didn't they do something with Chadwick like that for Black Panther? I, I don't recall, but I just in a movie, you know, just put it in a movie. Yeah, I I, I digress. Sorry, I I think I just wanted to point that out because it just tipped my tongue. But anyways, you're fine. Um, this movie introduced the Scrolls. Mm, it introduced yes. Monica Rambeau and Maria Rambeau. Um, it had a digitally young. De-aged. Samuel L. Jackson, de-aged, yes, mm-hmm. which was odd. I thought it was like a deep fake, and it was not. Nah, just de-aged. It was not. Um, yeah. All in all, good movie. Uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think Brie Larson is awesome. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get rid of her for all of King Midas's silver. Yeah, I think she did pretty good. Um, I still think there's more to be seen with her character. I don't think she really has had enough of a chance to truly like develop as a character because all we've had is Captain Marvel and then we had Endgame. So yep. that's she not was a lot barely of time. in Endgame. Yeah, which she which you know has to be because she's just so damn powerful. So if I mean if you have her present the whole time, then what's the point? So she's OP AF. Yeah, so um I, like I said, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was good, but I mean, 
if I had to be honest, I think Captain Marvel might be my least favorite MCU film. Hmm. It's just like when I watched it, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't as captivated. But the thing is, it's still important because, yes, we get scrolls, which is setting up for Seeking Invasion. There's a lot more that goes on to it because we're on scroll watch. Um, it also showed us more about the Kree, which I do like being a S.H.I.E.L.D. fan because we've seen Kree in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We've seen Kree in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now I've seen Kree here. So going into it, I already knew that something was messy because Kree are bad people uh in terms of you know morals and all this other ambiguity so when it showed like oh yeah the uh the kree are going after these scrolls i was like something's not right here are they really the like are they really making the kree the good people but then we see the the twist and everything so uh one thing i wanted to point out about the stanley cameo is i know a little bit about the backstory behind that uh so he's practicing his lines for the uh 90s film mall rats by kevin smith which is really cool because um, the the audio they used for that cameo, they actually pulled from uh, like behind the scene footage, or it was uh, something they I think they pulled the footage or something uh, for a couple lines uh, from the actual film itself, and they actually had to call Kevin Smith to get permission. Where Kevin Feige reached out to Kevin Smith, it was like, "Hey, just you know, this is a cameo." Unfortunately, Stan wasn't doing so well in his current state when he filmed it, that it, it just didn't come out very well. So they were asking Kevin Smith of permission uh, and like help to get the lines to be a little better and everything and see if they like, do you have any like behind the scenes stuff or like any like deleted footage that we could use to make it sound like he's practicing his lines, um, which is how they came across it. So it's kind of like uh a little bit of a mix of everything to make it as beautiful as it was. So I just thought it was really cool because if you know Kevin Smith, he's a huge Marvel fan uh, and that's not even covering the whole basis of it. So, I mean, it was very touching knowing that um, kind of story behind the cameo, which was um, awesome. So just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Is there anything else you want to say about Captain Marvel? Mm, not really. When we just get that end credit scene that sets us up for Endgame, which, you know. Yeah. Jude Law didn't stand a chance against Captain Marvel. Yeah. He was he was okay, I guess. You know, I like the, uh, they brought back the the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan? I can't remember his name. The accuser? No, the, the black guy. Oh, the, the fighter? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but. He's the one that he says, Star-Lord. He goes, who? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah it was okay. Mm-hmm. But we needed it yeah. to get to the most hyped movie of my lifetime. Say what you will about Star Wars and, and uh, all that other stuff. I feel like this movie was was the must-see movie of my lifetime. I don't disagree. Honestly. Like right now it's with inflation and everything, it's the number one movie of all time. I think Avatar beat it again because they re-released Avatar earlier this year. I mean, it was late last year in China. Sneaky. Yeah. I mean, still there. Disney has like the top of everything because now, but anyways. But 
this movie was worth worth the wait. I I think mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame was incredible. They took everything about Infinity War and just stripped it bare. All the characters that you had in Infinity War, they just they dusted them at the end. And in this one, you just had the main cast. Mm-hmm. Like the main Avengers with a little help from Captain Marvel, a little help from Rocket, Nebula. At the beginning, Tony Stark looked so skinny and sickly. Yeah. You know, it was it was sad to see. You know, you were ready for him to die, and then you get that glow from Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just so excited that he's not dead. Yeah, I honestly thought he was going to die. Uh, him and Cap, I thought they were going to bite the dust, no pun intended, for real, in uh, Infinity War. I thought one of them at least was. So, um, you know, when Tony actually survived the stab and everything, I was uh, surprised, but I knew Endgame, one or both of them had to be on their way out. Yeah, Endgame was was awesome. From Thor going for the head. Mm-hmm. You know, he kills Thanos immediately. I went for the head. You know, everybody just being so Is that on it? edge. Yeah. Like, what did you do? You know? And then it goes to what? Five years later? Yeah, and it's as slow. It goes five Years later, and I'm gonna. Oh, oh, yeah, years. What, yeah, um, did not see that coming. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, it was so insane. And then, you know, it shows uh, Captain America, and he's talking about how whales have returned to the Hudson, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's trying to make like a good thing out of this mass genocide. And in a way, only Captain America can. Um, just he does the whole thing with the uh, with the support group. With uh, I'm going to say the wrong name. We'll go with Anthony. Anthony Russo. Mm-hmm. Was it Anthony or was it Joe? I think it was Anthony. Wow, go me. You know, and that was such a such a deep thing and you know just showed the depression going on if you know half the world just half the universe half of life just disappeared it would be you know I think they were pretty well off for half the world just disappearing but I mean I'm rambling what uh in this movie I definitely did see it at the Tivoli and I think this was the movie where my brother-in-law's came and sat with us because I was so dead set on, I was going to cry during this movie. Mm-hmm. And my, my youngest brother-in-law had a candy wrapper in his hand and he kept fidgeting with it. Oh, And it took me out just enough to where I didn't just start sobbing every time anything happened. So I was like, I, I, I had attention, but I also could hear him fidgeting with this candy wrapper. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you see this movie with? 
So I actually went with my nephew. Um, we, I played, I'm really good at getting movie tickets, but I kept on bouncing oh. around and everything. And I, uh, eventually got, uh, tickets for us to go see it at like 1045 or 10, some, somewhere around 10. I couldn't get the seven, um, because he wasn't, uh, able to get off work in time. But basically we got tickets to see it opening night, uh, which means Thursday, not the Friday night opening night. Um, but the problem was, as soon as we got past the ticket taker at AMC, we had to go towards the right. And as we turn right, there is the IMAX theater on the left. We're at the theater all the way in the back right corner, right? So as soon as we start walking out towards our theater, that 7 p.m. screening had literally just finished and people were on their way out. So it was literally just like the most intense game of Frogger I've ever played in my life. I just said, nope. <laughs> I grabbed my nephew. I threw on my hood and I just got the nope, 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 nope. Head straight down and we booked it through the entire group of people to avoid any possible thing of like being spoiled. Because, you know, when you have 200 plus people walking out of a theater, some asshole is going to be like, I can't believe they died. I can't believe they did. And so, <laughs> you know, I'm going to. Uh, anyways, um. So I literally had to pee so bad, right, as we're waiting. Because I made sure we got to the theater at least a half hour beforehand, just in case. Um, I waited 15 minutes to go to the bathroom to make sure every one of those MFers were gone and out of the entire theater. So I did not risk any chance. But I brought earbuds for the first time in my life to the movie so I could blast music as I went to the bathroom. Just like Mosby with his, like, Definators or whatever, the Super Bowl. <laughs> the sensory deprivator five thousand. Yes, yeah, I, it's it's a thing. Um, someone make a Kickstarter, but uh, yeah, I was so nervous. But uh, it was a smaller theater, so it wasn't as like mind blowing, intense, and everything. But the thing was, I thought I was going to be a bawling mess because I cry and everything, but I barely shed a tear. I didn't even like get teary eyed. It was just like, I think it had to do is. I had to just take in a lot, but I didn't get up. I didn't pee, nothing. I sat through, took like a champ. It was great. But then I saw it two days later with uh, Alyssa in a full Dolby theater. And um, I bawled my fucking eyes out for 25 minutes because I knew what was happening. Like the moment that they get blown out as they realize uh, at Avengers uh, HQ when you know, after the post uh, snap and everything. Yeah. As I know what's coming next, when they get to start facing off against Thanos, I just started tearing and it was just like, Oh no, it's happening so early. What is this? And then to the point where like once, uh, cap gets Mjolnir to his fist, that's when I just full on waterworks and, you know, dun, 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 Avengers! assemble like just, Ah, balled out my eyes. People started cheering. The guy next to me, I could tell it was his first time seeing it, and he's like losing his mind. And it, it was like it was that so is, emotional. That is the first and only time I've ever seen a full theater stand up for a movie and cheer in the middle of a movie. Yeah, was when was when Mjolnir starts to shake. Right, uh, Thanos is pushing Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. Mm-hmm. Mjolnir starts to shake and everybody's on the edge of their seats. And then Mjolnir like 
smacks uh, Thanos in the head. And then you just see you see Cap grab it and he turns back and then he turns around and everybody just yeah. just just insane. Dude, I had goosebumps thinking about it. Oh, like yeah, my going going ballistic up. in this theater, and uh, he does the whole thing with the shield and the and Mjolnir, and it's oh my! I try not to swear on the podcast. It was fucking awesome, and uh, then. <laughs> then uh you know eventually he gets worn down or whatever and he's got this big old gash on his arm he's got half a shield he tourniquets it and he's captain america is going to fight the entire army by himself yeah he is ready to fight the whole thanos army the chitari thanos the fucking warriors three it's going down everybody by himself, and that's when you hear it. Hey, Cap, Cap, it's Sam, and you're just like, what? no, <laughs> and everybody again is just like, you know, and then you hear you hear him say it on your left. You see the window open. First one to walk through, Chadwick Boseman. If I watched it right now, I'd cry. I guarantee it. And uh, Chadwick Boseman and uh, <laughs> Okoye and Shuri, and they walk out and. Then you see Sam fly out, and it's just like, this is happening. Portal by portal, yeah. Uh, Star-Lord comes out, and then you see Spider-Man swing out, and he lands. That's the second time my whole theater got up yep. and cheered again when Spider-Man showed up. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting Dude, crazy it's... thinking about it, right? So, Avengers Endgame, like I, like I said, we'll probably have a full-length episode just on Endgame. Um, all in all, phenomenal movie, mm. you know, five out of five stars, 10 out of 10 stars, a hundred out of a hundred stars. Great movie. Um, like it has its faults. Once again, the Hulk, eh, T- leave them. I don't need them. Um, that was a big problem with me was the Hulk. Uh, you didn't get any like newer characters like you kind of thought might happen, but that, you know, they're, they're wrapping something up. You don't want to introduce new characters yeah, while they're wrapping it up. Exactly. And then the other problem I have with Endgame, which isn't an Endgame problem. It's an MCU problem is like, now that they're going like back, mm-hmm. it's like, well, where was Yelena and where was Melina? Where was Red Guardian? While everybody's mm-hmm. fighting, Thanos's army. You'd assume they would have been there. Where are all of the freaking Black Reynolds. Widows? Yeah. All these people that they're, now they're going back in time. How come these people aren't fighting alongside them? Yeah. You know, um, another one would be uh, no, I guess not. I was going to say uh, Monica Rambeau, but she didn't get powers until after the snap anyway. Right. But that would be an issue with Endgame, but all in all, Endgame is is amazing. It's amazing. I agree. I mean, there's so much we can do, and we're like, so we're gonna probably do an Infinity War and Endgame episode and everything down the road. But um, yeah, everything you said just sums it up. But all I really want to add is like the big thing out of Endgame was the fact that it was a huge, huge like send off for some big characters, and 
it was an experience. Like if you're there opening weekend, like you will never forget like how a theater was, you know, just so alive and ecstatic. And that's something that I love. Like when I first saw force awakens, star Wars opening night, you know, I waited in line seven hours to get first screening and everything. But that was the first time I ever experienced a movie where just like Endgame, people are reacting so loud. And it's it like after I saw a movie like that, I was like, I never want to see a movie not packed for the first time. I want people to be like, yeah, and yeah, and laughing and like scared and like all that makes it so much better for me as an experience. And so like Endgame, I was so looking forward to that and it definitely did not disappoint. So I love that on that front. But I mean, the big thing is like now that we've had three Disney Plus series out and uh, we've been able to watch them and everything, you see how well Endgame set up WandaVision, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki with everything that uh, happened in that movie. So um, there originally was a scene where Wanda was supposed to go and dig up Vision's body, apparently, but that got cut. And I don't know if we're ever going to see that deleted scene, to be honest, now that WandaVision is uh, out and all about so um but that originally was something that was filmed it's it exists it's just not available to screen but uh yeah endgame is so big well we got one movie left let's break it down let's uh let's go far from home spider-man I was stoked. I almost wore my Sp- Spider-Man suit to it. Spider-Man came out in July. Endgame came out what May? Uh, April. I want to say. Okay. Actually, no. I think it was May. I think you're right. I think Infinity. But War. it was. It was also still in theaters when when Spider-Man came out. Anyway. Yeah. So let me do a double th- feature. This movie was also really good. Also broke a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um. People were excited to see where they go after Endgame, you know? And this was where they go. Mm-hmm. The suits were cool. The the villain was awesome, Mysterio. You thought you were getting the elementals. You know, everybody was getting ready for the elementals and everything. They played it up in the trailers like Mysterio was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. Yeah. I saw this in Dolby, actually. Hey, same. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I uh I saw it opening night or opening morning actually. Uh a good coworker, a buddy of mine, we both went to see it and I was excited because that was the first time seeing it in uh, Dolby. And I actually got a little gift. Um it's sitting away from my desk, but basically it's a little uh Far From Home Spider-Man figurine and a pose as part of the free giveaway. So, um, yeah, that was sick. But I loved it. Uh, I I rewatched the movie uh, not too long ago, and I still had a great time. But, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal just knocks it out of the park. He did such a great job as Mysterio and um, playing as this kind of uh, sane and crazy insane person and how they tied it in with barf and civil war. I thought it was pretty (laughs) good. Um, The biggest thing about it is that we get left on this major cliffhanger at the end with uh, the credit end credit scenes where there's a bunch of things. So the first one is the scroll reveal 
where we realize, oh shit, that w- those were scrolls. It was scrolls all along. Um, with uh, Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury. So it's like, oh shit. So who else is a scroll? Secret Invasion. That was pretty big, and uh, kicked off our scroll watch. And then we got Spider Man finally just web slinging himself through New York. Even did some hovering action, which was cool. All that great stuff. And we still don't know who bought Stark Tower, which has been an ongoing theory and speculation portion. Could it be Baxter Building? Baxter Building? Could it be Oscorp? Could it be Roxxon? Could it be, I don't know, fucking... The Daily Bugle? Jeff Bezos bought it? I don't know. So, because, you know, that's Lex Luthor, IRL. So, that's still unanswered. But then we got the whole contingency plan that Mysterio had because you know he's not going to let him win um, we got J Jonah fucking Jamison back the OG one he shows up he does the Spider-Man menace everything and then Peter Parker is Spider-Man or we got the whole reveal and then the what the <laughs> we got two WTF end credits or end scenes for Spider-Man which I thought was awesome so I wonder if they'll do it a third time but um I remember literally I was like, you know, that was a good movie. That was fun. And these end credit scenes totally turned your head like, yo, what? And then here we are. And then right after this movie, Sony said, they're not putting him back in the MCU. And that was the big thing that happened there. You remember yeah. that? And then Tom Holland was like crying. And he's like, oh, you have to. He's all Bob Iger was like, we're going to get you back, son. Don't worry. <laughs> and Tom Holland was drunk on that call too, which is even funny. Yeah, he was drunk. And, oh my god! And then they ended yeah. up going back. Which thank, thank, thank you, Disney gods. Yeah. Far from home, Mysterio, dope. The Mysterio scene, one of the best scenes in all of. Oh yeah, cinema. Is that in, in uh, all- uh, Germany or Austria where they're at when they do that? Scene? I can't remember. Yeah, they're in a building and then it ends with him getting hit by a train dude that was but it is just so well shot and well done it is freaking awesome and give a race to that department yeah like if you don't like the movie that scene is so good Mm -hmm. at the very least you just you don't know what's going on and then all of a sudden boom train Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming yeah it's incredible but yeah all in all, I keep saying all in all. I apologize. I'm very tired. It's all good. The Far From Home, great. My problem with Far From Home, as I've explained to you, is that it has nothing to do with homecoming. None of the story in homecoming translates to Far From Home. I mean, if, other than just setting up the characters. Like, he, he had nothing to do with Zendaya in Far From Home. He didn't care about MJ at all and or, or in Homecoming, excuse mm. me. He was, you know, he liked Liz and he didn't care for MJ at all in, in Homecoming. And now Far From Home, he's like, oh, I really like her and this other guy likes her too. And, you know, in, in Homecoming, she was like this weird girl that nobody liked. And now there's like a fight for her, which I thought was odd. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And then you didn't see like anything happen with uh vulture or, or scorpion and 
yeah. you know, with, with this next movie having 7 million people in it, you know, who knows, but yeah, I guess just, I can, uh, I can attest to that. Yeah. If you think about it, he didn't really have much of an interaction at all. It just suddenly, it seems over just like for plot sake and Spider-Man's sake, he has to have a, Oh, Liz is gone, but you know what? MJ gotta love MJ. Cause that's yeah, what you do. So. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan about that. I, I really liked the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I wish it connected more to homecoming. That's what I'm afraid of with multiverse of madness mm. is that it's not going to connect to Dr. Strange in the same way that far from home didn't connect to homecoming. That's Granted fair. he was in, in a different part of the world and everything, you know, they just, but it just, it just bugged me. That's all. That's fair. Well, Louie, we'd spent a long time talking about the news, talking about phase three. And I think what it comes down to is phase three was bitching. It was great. And we need to do a deep dive on a lot of these movies just because there's so many great things to talk about. But I mean, we're going to be here all night and my boss might not like it if I'm uh, not showing up to work tomorrow. Absolutely. Let's uh, do a quick rundown of the Instagram stuff at the absolute least. If you're not following Earth894 on Instagram, you are falling behind. We're awesome. We do we we work hard on our Instagram stories and stuff. I'm about to sneeze right into this microphone. Bless you. Um Devin put out a trivia Tuesday last week that stumped pretty much everybody. Yeah, I forgot it. It's actually from Far From Home. Yes. The question was, what Earth does Mysterio claim to be from in Far From Home? Your options are 616-894-833-708. Now, if you know Devin at all, 616 is obviously not the right answer because Earth 616 is the comic book Earth that, you know, is canon and all that stuff. Earth 894 is the name of the show you are currently listening to. That's clearly not what he chose. 708 is the is the uh area code yep, that's for, why I did it. <laughs> for where where we all grew up. 708 yep. is the area code for Cook County or whatever. Did anyone vote for that? No votes. Um, no tricks. No votes. But we got a lot of 616s. 1894. I I actually voted 833, which I took a shot in the dark, but now that I was looking at the answers, I was like, yeah, it was clearly a three, three and uh shout out to Jeff Duckman. for getting the answer. Correct. Or it was funny. I Good asked job. Jeff, I was like, yo dude, you're the only person who got it right. And he said, LOL. So he had never seen like a few months ago. He told me, he's like, yeah, I actually have only seen like two Marvel movies in one night. Cause he works second shift. So he's up and he's a night owl. He's like, yeah. So I just decided to watch them all on like one night or one weekend. So, he, he like he literally just got up to, caught up to the MCU like in the last six months, and he's actually I think almost had almost like a perfect score on all our trivia. But he was like, "Lol, I literally just pictured uh, Jake Gyllenhaal saying all these numbers, and eight three three sounded the most correct that he said, and that's how he guessed his answer." And it was, I thought that was hilarious. So yeah, shout right. out to Jeff. Well, today we had another trivia Tuesday, since we we're recording this on a Tuesday. And the question is, what is the first car Tony drives in Iron Man 1? As we discussed earlier in this episode, which seems like it was about six hours ago. Because um, it was. 
um, as Devin said, his car is taking a poop and he needs a new one. So he might look out for the correct answer, an Audi R8. And we had a lot of people answer this question. So if you want to take turns, I'll start. Shout out to vote me for God. Illist Will 23. Polo 71 Marco. CP62. Jeff Duckman. Uh, Psychobrelics. Louis underscore Tonnerini. Sounds dumb. A underscore Joseph <laughs> underscore 98. Uh, Wreck Lord 2008. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> no, you said it right. I think this is hilarious. It's like, uh, what was it? Uh, New Master 69. <laughs> it just made me think of that. Uh, how do I always get Greg? GC Malashevsky. GC Malashevsky. There we go. Uh, Nick underscore Hale. The underscore Geologican. Then uh, Kielari. Sounds Irish. Or Art underscore Sketch. Then there was Earth 894 Podcast. Sounds dumber. (laughs) (laughs) Then Gerald Smith 9295. A lot of people. I thought I would have stumped people, but I guess, uh, yeah. Because the answers were uh, Tesla Roadster, Nissan GTR, uh, Audi R8, or Audi TT. Yeah, I took a complete shot in the dark on that one, and I ended up getting it right. I think, yeah, because, you know, Audi is like the one car he drives and everything. So I think the R8 probably sounded the most realistic versus the TT, which is a real model. It's just, I don't even know what that is. So yeah. As for the rest of the week... We had. How we do our battle next? Well, Tuesday is is trivia. Wednesday oh, is the would gotcha, you rather? Gotcha. Yep, you're right. So I keep doing this wrong. One, two, three. So would you rather go to the quantum realm with Ant Man or go to space with Captain Marvel? Of the voters, we actually had a fifty-fifty tie. With six people going with Ant-Man and six people going with Captain Marvel. Which I did not expect. I totally thought Quantum Realm would have won. This one surprised me. Would you rather be able to hold an Infinity Stone alone or have a group of friends to help you out? And 55% of people said they would rather do it alone. Which, you know, I feel like People want friends and stuff, but no, they'd rather have the power of the Infinity Stone by themselves, be powerful enough alone, which, you know, can't blame them. And this one I thought was funnier. I guess a lot of people didn't think it was as funny, but would you rather get thrown around by the Hulk or get roasted by Tony Stark? I feel (laughs) like a a verbal barb by Tony Stark is enough to... uh, Make it comparable, but I guess not because 73% of people would rather have Tony Stark call them a dipshit than <laughs> get thrown around puny God style, which, awesome. which makes sense. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. And then so on uh, uh, fuck was it uh, Thursday, MCU, the question was, who is the strongest MCU character? And we got some really uh, 
uh pardon me let me start over the question was who is the strongest mcu character wrong answers only and so we got some really funny ones um so i'm just gonna do some highlights here uh we got john walker which louis uh said the prompt well, was wrong answer only <laughs> the the first answer you got was zendaya yeah and i said zendaya just zendaya. funny and then it was john walker we got then... hermione that was the wrong answer, huh? Hermione. <laughs> then we had. Then you had. Sorry, go. Go ahead. on. No, no, you're good. Someone said Mark Wahlberg, and I, I, I don't know how the fuck some I, this exists, but I found a photo of Mark Wahlberg photoshopped on the Sandman from Spider-Man Three. <laughs> and I mean, Wahlburgers are really damn good, dude. I have a pack of turkey Wahlburgers in my uh, freezer right now, so you're not wrong there. Also. Same guy, Jimmy Woo. Woo! It was Jimmy all along. <laughs> it was Jimmy Woo all along. Then this one I think is my favorite, which you and I both text each other because it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, someone this one cracked said, me up. Someone said <laughs> the Galaga guy. If you recall from Avengers, Iron Man just goes, "That man is playing Galaga." <laughs> and I found a good picture of it. Yeah, he actually did. Dude, I laughed that so hard when I read is that. Is playing Galaga. Oh my god! And then I, I, and, I, I said I thought I was being funny and clever. I said, "Uh, you know who is the strongest person in the MCU?" Wrong answers only. I said Terrence Howard's agent. This quickly turned into a game of uh, Cards Against Humanity MCU edition. Yeah, did you like my thing? The He Who Remains. <laughs> yeah, that show was funny. And then Devin so beautifully on Fridays does the battle for Earth eight nine four. Dude, I am so proud of this one. For a I love this one. I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. It just came to mind. The first thing I thought of was, what's some stupid thing I could put together? So I literally just thought of America's ass versus baby Groot. And so the 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 like the, the question was, who wins? And I put booty or Grooty. <laughs> and I'm so proud That made proud me of that. laugh. I'm booty so proud Booty or that. Grooty. That and... was 50-50 for so long. And then someone finally voted. So by one vote, the Grooty beat the booty. I voted booty. I voted booty. That ass yeah, don't Well, quit. The, f- the first one was old Loki versus Throg, and old Loki stomped on Throg. It wasn't even close. Yeah, 88 And this one, it was, this one was a lot closer. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't think I'm going to be able to beat that. I think I peaked at America's ass versus baby Grooty. Uh, <laughs> I believe in you. Booty versus Grooty. I got to think of a good one this week. All right, we've been talking your ear off for almost two and a half hours now. So we'll just say, if you're not following us on Instagram, please give us a follow. Check us out on Facebook as well. If you want stickers or just want to talk, reach out. You know, reach out to either on Instagram, Facebook. If you know one of us, reach out. We're willing to talk. Or email us at earth894podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next week where we will uh, entertain you with more uh, MCU content. Yep. What do you think, Dev? I think that sounds great. You know, 
Uh, as phases continue, so does this podcast, so we're going to be talking a little bit more about the stuff going on. Uh, phase four is finally here, so uh, stick around for what's in store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today, and have a great rest of your day and or night. Bye. What's a fish?